0: all right guys welcome to another edition of fix your franchise fix, it. fix, it. fix your franchise guys that's the thing that sweeping that's the nation for it's sweeping the nation just three average guys you would say but as soon as you listen to this podcast you're like wait a second those guys aren't average at all they're extraordinary gms and that's what we're here to do once we get together we turn into extraordinary gms and we're here to help every franchise out there turn into a super bowl team all you have to do is listen to us and you will fix your franchise that's simple it's very simple. I mean, it all these guys try to overcomplicate it with all these different things, all these GMs out here spending long nights in the office trying to figure out how to fix your franchise when really all they have to do is listen to this podcast. Problem solved and your franchise is fixed. As always, Adam Dirty giving you the intro here. To my right, I got big tug. And the mastermind behind it all of Fix Your Franchise, we got Coach Red in the building all day, or day. Today, we are covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you heard our last episode, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Yes, it was a kind of a funny joke, but in reality, it's not too far from the truth, which you know, makes it ironic, which is another part of joke telling. I don't know if you guys knew that about <laughs> jokes. Surprise! That's You're about to learn. You're about to learn not only how to fix your franchise, but maybe how to tell a joke or two. So, as always, um, I'm going to send it over to Coach Red to start things off. Uh, the Bucks obviously don't have a lot to fix this year because they just won the Super Bowl. They brought back their entire starting lining lineup. They've got eight draft picks this year oh okay they lost ab maybe 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 but i mean i'm sure he wouldn't mind another ring so send it over to coach red coach what do you think is there anything that the bucks need to do to you know stay on top of the mountain
1: yep there is I've got a few things. So big thing they did last year—they bring in Tom Brady, who wanted to prove that it just wasn't the Patriot way that can win Super Bowls. That it's Tom Brady, but ironically, he went down to Tampa and did it the Patriot way. So he goes on a team that's loaded with offensive weapons. You've got Cameron Brate. Rob Gronkowski decides he wants to come out of. Did you start
2: this thing with Cameron Brate? <laughs> Of all the weapons in Tampa Bay, you got Mike Evans. I'm Bill Godwin. It's, called, it's called a slow build, Tug. and you it's a slow start build. with
1: Cameron Brait. It's a slow build, okay? Cameron Brait gets Gronk out of retirement. They've got OJ <laughs> Howard. You've got Scotty Miller. Just kidding. Scotty Miller comes comes out of the radar out of nowhere. Get a B to come play. You've got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. So he's got all these tools. Burnett.
2: <laughs> Burnett,
1: Yeah. Burnett gets cut, wants to come play. Yeah, get Shady McCoy, who's been championship chasing for a while, that comes down as well. Got it. Congrats, Shady. We'd love to have you on the show. We would. Uh, and a pretty solid defense as well. They could get after get after the quarterback. They've got a very good defensive line in JPP, Pierre Paul. They've got Vita Vea and Sue, Shaq Barrett. They draft Antoine Winfield Jr. They've got good corners. They've got great linebacker play, some of the best in the league. So Tom Brady doesn't want to do it the Patriot way, but he does the old tricks by people taking less than market value deals to come play with him, and then people taking less than market value deals to come back. And play with him.
0: Just like you going through that list right there, it just reminds me of doing a draft on Madden. Like, that's like a team but that you no other team on. can
1: pick. Like, you're just like, I get first pick and the second pick.
0: Yeah. And you like manipulate the system and do trades and you like end up with that team somehow. Like, it's crazy the names that they have and the talent that those names bring with them i hate everything about the buccaneers hate them all don't hate me because you ain't me
2: i'm hating because i ain't them (laughs) all right we've already established that they have everything they need so what does the rich do at pick 32 great rhyme thank you great rhyme all right. Four. Bar? Bars. <laughs> Bars, son. Okay. <laughs> um, best Little player We would love to have you on the show sometime. <laughs> Jeez. It's getting late over here on the West Coast, guys. Yep.
1: Um, best player available for me, they've got some options that I think and dominican sue's not getting any younger this is a prime spot where i think you could look at if he's available which i don't think he will be a christian barmore potentially a levi ozerike could slot in well to this team uh i also look at wide receiver you have you're paying mike evans a lot of money you have chris godwin on the franchise tag i don't think you're going to be able to bring him back long term so a guy that i think could fill that slot position in the future and give you some added burst ability this year elijah moore slot 32
2: yeah i i like it i like it a lot um i see him who's who's their other guy right now tyler johnson right Tyler receiver
1: uh Scotty Miller still on the squad
2: Miller and Tyler Johnson Tyler Johnson is the kid they took out of Minnesota last year yep 12 catches 200 yards two touchdowns he could turn into something
1: yeah but I like Elijah Moore to take over that Chris Godwin role
2: yeah they're not gonna let Godwin walk I mean they can't afford him I mean maybe uh, if they go offense, yeah, I, I absolutely see them taking Elijah, hundred percent. It it fits perfectly. It replaces Antonio Brown, builds your future for at least the next four years. Uh, money wise, um, I I just like looking at their defense and and going through it a little by little. Like, think about their starting line. They've got Vitavea, Sue, JPP, and uh Shaquille Baird on the other side and then you got Devin White and Levante David. Can you imagine throwing like uh who's the kid out of Kentucky? Jamin Davis? Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis. Can you imagine throwing that on the other side. That would be the freakiest linebacker core ever. Yeah that's a lot
1: of a lot of speed a speed. lot of hitting physicality burst ability they god they'd be so scary and their seats are good too that would be
2: like 85 bears linebacking core
1: whoa i like it though
2: yeah seriously (laughs) that that would be insane for me or even wait and cross your fingers for a jabril cox at the end of the second
1: that would still be if he's there because he's huh? one of the best coverage linebackers in this year's draft.
2: Yeah. It, oh man, be sweet. All right, let's talk about something real, guys. I don't even want to say it out loud. Do it. Who's the heir apparent? Oh. It's it's easy.
1: Ryan Griffin or Blank Abbott? No, Ryan Griffin. He <laughs> resigned. He's back. He is Tom Brady's biggest supporter. And by that, I mean he made sure that after Tom Brady got drunk on the yacht that he was standing upright. He held him all the way <laughs> into the building. He's a great supporter of Tom Brady. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got quarterback on, on the mind to look at. I mean – You have to. You could, you could feasibly – I don't know how much, how much longer the potion that Tom Brady drank uh, how much longer till it wears off where he can play at a pro bowl level. But I could see them going the way that the Patriots did quite a few years back when they took Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round where, yep. where, yeah, go to the second round. What kind of quarterback do you want?
2: I'll tell you exactly what kind of quarterback you want. You want a good one. Use, you want to use some of those eight draft picks. You want to move up a little bit in round two. Say in the Dolphins, Washington football team, Bears general area, 50 51, 52. Jump ahead of them, jump ahead of them, and take Davis Mills. I see a smart quarterback. I, I hear he's really smart. He got into one of those Ivy League schools over on those West Coast Ivy League schools. I think it's Stanford. Oh. <laughs>
0: shout out to stanford um if you went to Sam stanford and someone tells you that you're not smart you is
2: <laughs> you is smart
1: <laughs> you, you is
0: don't
2: listen to them um i like davis mills i like him as a he was in 2017 the number one overall prospect coming out of high school one ahead of two attack of he was He's got the intangibles. He's had some knee issues, but if anybody can sit behind Tom Brady for a couple of years, that would be my pick in this class. What about Kyle? Like if Trask? I want, I like Kyle Trask too, but I don't see them. You might not have to move round? up
1: for Kyle Trask.
2: Yeah. You could wait around and get Kyle Trask.
1: I think. He's proven city, that he can throw to elite weapons. He did it at Florida. Yeah, but
2: are they going to have elite weapons forever? I mean, it's almost, I don't know how to explain it. They're, I feel like Davis Mills could be that first-round talent that nobody is willing to take a chance on. He could be, you know, later down his career, he could be a guy – where we look back and go, damn, he should have went, you know, tenth, eleventh, twelfth in the first round, not middle of the second. Very true. I mean, he's got a cannon. He's precise. He only got to play. He's only played in eleven games the last two years. He he blew out his knee, and then last year I think he only played in five games because Stanford came on late, right?
1: yeah i mean the pac-12 played a very shortened season last year yeah and some games so he only canceled. had a
2: couple i mean he, he averaged 350 yards and three touchdowns in all those all five of those games and the pac-12 is not a bad conference he no. put up some numbers in the games that he did play so i don't know i think that that's a direction that they could go
1: one position that I had originally written down as where they should address it in the draft. And then I quickly scratched it out was the running back room because they resigned. I mean, the, the tough thing is you've got a bunch of guys, one year deals. Yeah. I wanted to bring it up because yeah, if you have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones on the roster, that's fine. But they made the smartest move By signing a caterpillar mustache and the body that's attached to it in Giovanni Bernard, who is a phenomenal third down back is a vast improvement over an aging shady McCoy. That makes this attack so much better. He is the James White that Tom Brady loved in New England. And I think that he gives you a little bit more juice than James White.
2: Absolutely. He can play. You know, he can be that first, second, third down guy. He has been in the past. Whenever Mixon was out, he's had huge games for the Bengals. Um, I don't think they – I'm glad you scratched that off your board because whether they sign Fournette or Ronald Jones again, I don't care either way. Yeah, Fournette had a great coming out party in the Super Bowl. But they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn last year.
1: He was the other guy that made me scratch my head. But yeah, that's saw- the reason. Geo put I'm, it over the top.
2: Gio put it over the top, but Keyshawn Vaughn was a – dud coming out and I uh, i don't see why they would need to draft a running back in this class or the next class they've got Keyshawn vaughn locked in for a minimum of four years uh geo's on they've got all the
1: they've got all the players they need at this point it's just it's just depth dirty i have a quick question for you <laughs> i'm going to take it back a few years for you But I remember us playing this little game called NCAA football, and we tried to take Wake Forest all the way to the championship, which we did, and we rode on the back of one player. And, heck, that player might have been Keyshawn Vaughn at Wake Forest.
0: Yep. Yep. And it was. And I think with playing with those veterans too, he gets to practice with those veterans every day. Those guys get to be in his ear every day. Like he's, I, I, think it wouldn't be out of the question for him to have four or five hundred yards this season.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, so he had a hundred last year.
1: Two fifty, I think two fifty, three three fifty is a good number for him.
0: Yeah, and it would be great for that offense. It would just be that extra guy that you had to watch film about. Like, oh, what if they handed it off to this guy? And yeah, I think I think they're they're definitely set as far as running backs go. Um y'all talked about receivers as well. Um, possibly and here's the thing, Tom Brady is notorious for making receivers look a lot better than they might even be. And They could get get some rookie in there to where Tom Brady could make that guy shine because of the fact that he is a rookie on a team that has all these other weapons that you have to focus on to where they could get a rookie in there and he could have, like, a juju kind of season, you know, to where... You love juju
1: so much.
0: I I I love... No, I love the way they they made that happen Like because you're focusing on those other receivers. And I think you could bring in a guy, especially with a quarterback like Tom Brady, to where an unknown could have a ridiculous season. All right. Maybe Tyler Johnson is going to shine this year. Maybe. So what what do you guys feel about this? If it's a possibility, Jason Oway. Yeah. In Penn State. Um yeah. their guys are getting a little older, but like I said, it's when you're playing with those veterans and stuff, and you want a guy who can come in there on, you know, a few random plays and make an impact on the very little amount of plays that they get in there. Um, maybe not necessarily just have that insurance for if one of those guys do get hurt but have a guy that you could throw in there occasionally who's going to be jacked up and ready to go i was just looking at it. i didn't know what he ran a 4340 and he weighs almost 260 pounds like that is a yes but he's going to be coming off the bench and he's going to be behind these other guys who he's going to be learning from to where, who knows, he has the potential to possibly be a sneaky pick for the Bucks. I feel like.
1: I do like Owe in this spot where he, the pressure isn't on him to get those sacks, sack numbers early on because you have JPP, you have Shaq Barrett. This could be a good easing in period for him so he can learn the tools of the trade a little bit more and capitalize on the physical gifts that he has this guy is definitely the most physically gifted at least when it comes to testing speed as there is in this edge class which this edge class is a little bit middle of the road no one's seen as that like top five even top 10 prospect but there's a lot of intriguing names in this edge prospect in this edge prospect class and Jason Owe could fill a need. You've got Shaq Barrett back again that you paid big money to, but JPP has been in the league for a while and maybe Owe learned for a year and take, take over right in his shoes. What do you think, Tug? You hate the idea because it's a good idea. Props to Dirty. <laughs> it's a great
2: idea. but Props to like... Dirty. I like Ozerike better. I I like the upside of Owe. I like him a lot. Yeah, They don't need someone. They don't. So
0: pick a guy who could have that crazy upside.
2: Great. So pick Ozerike mostly because your Sue. All right. How can I go about this?
0: They're all in their
2: 30s. They're all in 32,
1: 33, 34. Ozerike can play either. And Ozerike, good relationship with Vita Veya. Both played at UW together. They both played at UW.
2: He can play inside next to Vita Vea, or He can play outside next to Vita Veya. I mean, they they run a 3-4 primarily. So they're looking... Am I wrong? Yeah, they run a 3-4 defense. Um where Vitavea is the nose tackle and periodically they will shift around to a four, three, uh, depending on the situation. But I like Osirige just because he
1: can play in a three, four, or he can play in a four, three. He definitely has versatility. And I think that he was played out of position at UW a little bit more. He was forced more on the inside because, uh, they did have good pass rush with a Joe Tryon coming off the outside. So it forced him to play a little bit more inside where I think he can be a really good like pressure five tech when they go into that four, three type of front. He gives you, like you said, he gives you a ton of versatility along the line. I don't think he could play that true outside rush guy, but in a three, four, he could.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, their linebacking core were so scary right now that they, they only need to rush three
1: and that's and so
2: insane it's it's awful how much they got to pat mahomes in the super bowl rushing three i mean wow. they, they have a lot of different blitz packages but even then rushing three guys on the average and getting him to run around for 500 yards in the backfield is crazy how do you guys feel about ronnie perkins
1: cut out on me there what you got ronnie perkins
2: Oklahoma, if they want Dackle. to address Edge, if they want to address him uh, later in the second, like if they if they want to say you know stack their stack their cornerback room a little bit more.
1: I like a Joseph Osai more later. in the second. Um, Perkins for me is he. He doesn't have good bend around the edge for me. He plays a little bit more upright. He's not—he's not a bend around the edge guy. He's more of a deep angle type guy. I want to see that slide, pull it in instead of trying to beat those guys with just athleticism. But this is my late,
2: in, late in the late in the second, if you can still get him, I'm 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 thinking if the first round and where I would like them to go potentially is corner if one of those top tier guys slides a Caleb, little bit
1: if if Caleb Farley no, I was thinking Greg drafted Newsom. here I'm going to quit just being quit a football. fan I'm, I'm, I'm gonna done quit with being football. a fan of any other team because like sorry Roger Goodell might have the NFL rig if Caleb Farley somehow slides to Tampa Bay
2: yeah, that would be insane pairing him with Carlton Davis. I mean, they've already got Jamal Dean, and he he played fine last year, but they don't have that that true number two cornerback. I what do mean, you think about Eric Stokes, Georgia, like him a lot. I don't see him going
1: at thirty two. I've seen him slipping in the first round sometimes. A lot of Just times he's, he's looked faster, at a cornerback five. I don't, I don't see him going
2: that high. No way. Um, let's, let's, let's take this to a different level. How about someone they like their juniors a lot over there? Asante. Antoine Winfield, Asante Samuel Jr. He's
1: fringe first rounder too he plays just like his he just plays like his dad i mean i've been listening to a lot of guys and they're like best player comp for his own samuel jr is his dad legitimately they're carbon copies if i had to carbon copy him if
2: i had to (laughs) compare him to somebody that's in the league now it'd be alexander up in green bay jair alexander they're both that 510, 190, a little bit undersized, but they're physical and they get after it. I could see them going to Sante Samuel here.
1: Yeah. The thing with the Bucks, wherever they go, it's they, not like they need to go anywhere. That's the thing. That's it's the Super Bowl. Address address your age in the roster, I would say, kind of target best player available but also gear it towards where do you have the most age to get a little bit younger so they can get that seasoning because they could be integral pieces the following year.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was going to say too is a, is a nice thing that the Bucks have going for them as far as what their roster looks like. They don't have to hit home runs every pick this draft. Like some teams need to just bang it out of the park and find winners, winners, winners. If the Bucs can get three guys out of this draft, which they will, it's gonna be a win. Like that's that's gonna be a win for them. They don't need they don't need like some of these other teams where they need six, seven picks to be home runs. Like they can get a couple base hits. <laughs> like <laughs> they they don't need to be cranking out of the park, but if they get, yeah, if they get three guys four even that fit into this system and that can make an impact on this team
1: they're going to be super bowl contenders again i think it's jason lights the gm down there and let's just talk about how good he is about picking i mean if we wanted to bring a fourth gm on the show he'd be a good candidate to to bring into the fold i mean last year they get Fourth taken offensive tackle, Tristan Wirfs, who I think played the best tackle last year. They pick up Chris Godwin in the second. They pick up a Mike Evans. You get Antoine Winfield Jr. in the second. I mean, the, Vita Vea picking him in the top ten. The, the dude's a dancing bear up front. I mean, they – The only thing I would say, Jameis Winston might not have been the greatest pick, but what other quarterback balled out in that in that draft class? None. But you needed quarterback pretty severely. And he was probably the best of between him and Mariota at the time and still probably today. But I mean, the guy hits draft picks out of the park. He does a pretty darn good job because. This was a very solid and competitive team. I think they finished at eight and eight. And that's with Jameis Winston throwing 30 interception that really put your team in a hole, but the rest of the team around him is great. I do
2: believe the the guy that you're looking for is Sean Mannion was the best quarterback out of that class. (laughs) Yeah. Go Beavs. Maybe, maybe. Maybe Garrett Grayston. Where's he at now?
0: Canada.
2: <laughs> Brett Hundley. Remember that guy? He was fast. Uh. Is that Shane too? Was that Deshaun Kaiser year? Was that Deshaun Kaiser year? Uh, that might have been. Yeah. Ooh. Bo Wallace. Bo Chuck Wallace. Keaton. Cody Fajardo. Everyone thought he was going to be the next uh, Kaepernick out of Nevada wrong
1: <laughs> wrong again
0: just, just all sorts of fast guys and i'll tell you what kind of fast fast to leave my memory <laughs> <laughs> trevor simeon was in
2: 2015 he's still in the league right maybe uh yeah see what the bikes i actually think he's done with the texans
0: I actually
2: Great. think he made me a
1: Subway sandwich last week. <laughs> <laughs> he works at Subway. <laughs> but, yeah, Bucks, Bucks are in a class of their own right now. I mean, they didn't win the division, but they got hot at the right time. And it's what you can do when you have guys that have been there before with a Gronk, even though he video trained by – all right, I'm going to go train for 15 minutes. I'm going to change my shirt, and I'm just going to send in these different videos so I can go uh, shotgun some brewskis out on the yacht. Shout out to shout out to Gronk. If you want to Gronk. invite us to the yacht party, the Gronk party, we're available. We like to party. Big Tug can be our DD. It'll be great.
2: It'll be a good time. Call us, Gronk. We'd love to have you on. Fix, fix your franchise.
0: No. do no. know. He has to have us on. Have us on your podcast. Your franchise episode from the yacht.
2: From the yacht. We're ready to go live at five. Live at five with Gronk. (laughs) Shotgun some beers. Call
1: it a day. I want to thank. Everyone who's, who's listened, this is our last uh, team breakdown before we get to our mock draft special coming out on April 28th. Uh, broke down all 32 teams, had a free agency, NFC, and AFC breakdown. New adventure for us. It's something we've been talking about for a few years, just trying to figure out what worked best for us. And it's been a whole lot of fun, and we, we really enjoy doing this. And we really appreciate the following that we've got from our listeners out there. If you like us, let us know, follow us on social media. We'll still do some stuff throughout the year. I know that each of us have some other podcasts as well that we'll be doing uh, out and about, but we're always going to come back to this one. It was, it was our first and, and we love you guys for tuning in, listening to us crack jokes about Stanford pawn slingers. We could do all sorts of things. We got the gun slingers from, from dirty's neck of the woods. And we really do appreciate uh, all the fanfare that we've got all the positive reviews and all the criticisms we've got. It's only going to make us better and we're excited for our mock draft special. I think you guys are all going to be pretty impressed with that. And when year two comes around, who you thought we were good GMs this year. Better, better wait till next year see we really see where what really happens
0: believe that um i think that wraps it up for as far as what we think the bucks need to do and I, I just like to reiterate what coach said we appreciate you guys listening we appreciate you guys tuning in um the only thing i disagree with is i mean i don't speak for everyone here i mean coaches said you know um wait till next year but here's the thing We're already the best. We're the best out there. And once you're at the top of that mountain, we plan on staying there. So just three average guys. If you were to just meet us on the street, you'd just be like, oh, that's just a regular, normal guy. Wrong.
1: Wrong. Wrong again.
0: Wrong again. Because we are three extraordinary GMs. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed these episodes. And I hope that that point got across to you guys that, you know, if you really do want to fix your franchise or you want to know what your team needs to do to fix their franchise, you listen to this. And we'll, we'll help guide you in the right direction. We're here to help. Um, but yeah. In, in all serious though, we want to say, we well, yeah, we thank you guys. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Um, yeah. We're going to keep doing this. It was a lot of fun first uh first podcast we've all done together you can obviously see the changes uh throughout the year of our cadences and how we kind of talked and our details and things but yeah we're we're getting better at it in all honesty and that's the thing next year we're gonna come even harder and hey and it's it's just gonna be a good time and we we uh we thank you guys for tuning in. Can Big uh, Tub
1: give some love real quick too? He's been a little quiet in the love. He's fest. been a little lonely over there. Oh, I'm
2: I'm lonely because we we've only got one mic on this side. So <laughs> uh yeah, it's been a fun year. I think it's just gonna keep progressing. Uh we do appreciate everyone that's given us some likes and follows all over social media. Uh the following has grown in in rapid numbers over the last couple months so big shout out to everyone that is listening to us uh we hope to see you back next year uh it's only going to be bigger and better
1: and follow us me and big tug while we live tweet the nfl draft we're going as soon as the clicker turns over we'll put in our picks you guys can roast us you it Probably not going to be doing a lot of that because we're probably going to be getting a lot of them right at the real coach red at the real big tug. And if you want to make fun of dirty while he's at work and can't <laughs> lie, with us, at Adam dirty.
0: Believe that uh, I'm going to do a quick plug uh, here shortly. I've been doing a lot of editing on my podcast. It's going to be the Adam dirty podcast, nothing sports related. It's just me and my close friends, uh, having some drinks it's about booze buds and bullshit uh my first bud on my show is going to be my bud coach red the one and only um he'll be on my show and he's probably going to be a regular because he's one of my closest friends and i appreciate him for being on that show so if you need another podcast to listen to in the off season uh the adam dirty podcast will be dropping shortly but yeah uh we thank you guys and coach
1: Coach has got one coming out, too. Uh, Ooh, yeah. More of a Pacific Northwest feel on this one. We're going to be talking sports on that. We're going to be talking uh, Seahawks, Mariners, Sounders, University of Washington, WSU, Eastern Washington, maybe throwing some Gonzaga in the much-anticipated Kraken. Uh, You can come kick it with me whenever you want because it's called Kicking It With Coach Red.
0: Repping that Northwest. Yes, boy. Uh, Yeah, so I pretty much, I think that wraps it up for this season as far as our teams go. Um, Yeah, like we said, we appreciate you guys. We love you all. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you again next time. Peace.